filled up a wine podcast of sorts. Of the uh, most sorts. Of the mostest <laughs> sorts. I am Jen Waring, recording on a very blustery day, uh, which is why I'm using that voice as opposed to my own. And I am here with the great. Oh, great, is it this time? Yeah, I'm I, Sean. And I, I gave it a great. Great. Just for fun. I'm just traveling the world with my accents today. Um, well, if, this, if this wind keeps up, we might be. We might Mary Poppins our way out of here. It's crazy town. Dear Lord listeners here in uh, the New York City region, uh, I almost just got blown away with my dog uh, trying to walk her before we started recording because it is it's it's a it's a it's a gale. It is it is forceful and loud. <laughs> it feels very Wizard of Ozzy. I thought the house, our roof was going to rip off last night. Yeah, the house began to twitch. It's what's <laughs> happening. The roof to pitch. Um, multiple pitches, if you sing at the CPAC convention. Okay, starting <laughs> nicely. Listen, I'm not one to make fun of people. I sing. It's a thing. Yeah. But the point is, if you're going to step up and sing in front of a group of people, it just pick, pick a key. key. Pick just a key. One. Any key. Any of them. Any of them. I mean, I, I appreciate the going through all of them. Uh, this is not where we meant to start, but I no, saw Dougie no. Fresh once in concert Ooh. in Albany because why wouldn't I? I? And I mean, within the last 10 years, not during his A-Day. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy in front of us at the show in full Adidas sweatsuit action with like a big ass, like what I assume was a VHS video recorder recording the whole <laughs> show with no problems nobody put a stop to him it was huge uh and i thought that this guy's been living for this since 84 uh but uh it felt like they needed to kill time before the show so some girl who i assume they just plucked out of a back office came out on the stage in like office clothes clearly not prepared and sang the national anthem love it almost as badly as that (laughs) and i just sat in the audience like I mean, the people would have just waited. Like, (laughs) over the land. That guy probably had extra VHS. Yeah, we didn't need it. But anyway, (laughs) here we are on a a blustery day, ready to drink a little wine. We're starting early because starting early because everything was March. Happy one year, everybody. Happy Uh, one year. We do have two quick little pieces of news to share. We're very excited. Exciting. Uh, we got a sponsor for this episode uh, who provided our wine and a little bit of wine knowledge to us is really awesome. Uh, a store called Wine Art uh, down on Astoria Boulevard here in Astoria, New York. Uh, website's wineartnyc.com. Uh, it's a really cool little boutique store. Like Everyone should go there. Yeah, it's the guys that run it are super nice and super knowledgeable about everything on their shelves. Everything is handpicked. There's no big box distributors, they, they find small producers, small winemakers, it's a real boutique operation. And the front half of the store is also a gallery for local artists. That is so cool. I mean, especially uh, at any time that's super cool, but especially right now in these, uh, one year into these trying times, as we'll call them, um, you know, for local artists to get to still have a place to show their stuff. Yeah, and show for and people, sell. Yeah, and for people to get the opportunity to combine Two wonderful things, local artists and wine. Local wine. 
Listen, I don't need any Astoria made wine, but I will happily take in a great, awesome Astoria wine store. You don't want um, some Greek hysterical made I don't. in my toilet? I get very excited when I see my neighbors growing grapes. Uh, I, I am very proud of them. I sometimes take pictures and share them on the Instagram and pretend I grew them, but I still wouldn't want to drink yeah, those. So, those are not wine grapes. Those are a no. different species. I'm not even sure those are edible grapes. Those but... are Vitis labrusca, if we want to get scientific on it, not Vitis oh. vinifera, which is what we drink. Anyway. <laughs> Here we go. Um, anyway, Let's talk back about to wine acids. art. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, wine art's really great. And I highly recommend everybody stop in. They've only been around for four years. Uh, so they're relatively new. Um, kind of in the middle of the block in between 37th, 38th, right on Astoria Boulevard. Great store, knowledgeable staff, and a really nice selection. One of which I'm really excited to pop open. And we'll do that after the second bit of news. Which is we didn't have a contest winner. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Um, we think that's basically because we're bad at contests and, uh, we will do a better job of announcing our next one because, uh, at least one of us, namely me has been crafting random shit to put in your prize box. So, um, we're very excited to give stuff away. We want to uh, give it to you people. <laughs> we want to give it to you. But perhaps guess which wine we might possibly be drinking out of all the wines in the world. All the wines in the world. If you could guess what wine we might be drinking, you We might have made it a little hard on yet. So we'll, tr we'll try again. We'll come up with a better contest uh, for maybe in the next bonus episode. Uh, we'll, we'll reveal the deets, uh, but that's, just, that's for, a solid plan. Yeah. But for now, thank you for playing <laughs> along with our shenanigans. Uh, thank you to the six people who did go to the blog and click the link and then not send in an answer. Uh, that thank seems you. just silly. <laughs> I uh, think I probably did something wrong on the blog and made it impossible to send it. That's listen, we're going to make it easier. We're going to make it a real question and we're yes. very excited about it. So. Uh, let's get out of the club, uh, which is where we last left you, the wine club. Uh, and uh, and when we come back from a little short break, so you guys can get your your glasses together, uh, we'll we'll talk about what we picked up over at Wine Art. Yeah, I'll tell you about the fun wine that they're they're pushing on us to sell you guys because it's really exciting, and I, I'm excited to drink it too. So go grab your glasses, pull up a chair. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. I hope everybody's got their glasses ready and a bit of adult beverage to drink. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and uh, open our latest bottle. Which is very exciting. It's a very exciting, we'll come back to talking about why I think it's so exciting. Very cool. uh, yeah, it's a very that? cool cork. It's a twist off cork, kids, which is not something we've had yet. Uh, and as um, somebody who loves a good cork craft, I'm pretty stoked about this. <laughs> it's um, but cool. We're going to hit the other big white and all right, I'll leave the racist jokes aside, <laughs> but it is the Pinot Grigio. That's right. The white wine we haven't really talked about that has been looming in the distance. Looming. It's like a mercenary. <laughs> it's like a giant turtle. Giant. Yes, exactly. Because if anybody is a Real Housewives fan, the only reason you drink Pinot Grigio is so that you can say turtle time, <laughs> uh, like Ramona from New York Housewives, um, who uh, came out with her own line um, of of Ramona. Was it was like Ramona Pinot Grigio. Yeah, I think huh. she had her own. It, it's not just the Bethany and her skinny girl. Some uh, of the it, other ones have wines. Is it? A, I wonder if it's from a New Jersey 
uh, winery. I assume so. Who knows? There's a lot of New Jersey wineries these days that are putting out some pretty quality um, wine too. I guess it would be, since she's a housewife of New York, maybe it would be a North Fork one. Yeah. But I've never seen it or drank it. So I don't want to, I don't know. But Pinot Grigio, it's a a white that the people like to shit on. Yeah, it's it's a misunderstood white grape because people That's think nice. of it as like a giant magnum that costs them $8 that you just throw back when it's hot and it doesn't really taste like anything. And, you know, that is true. You can find that. You can find your yellowtails and your barefoot and your bubbly whatever Pinot Grigio that is eh, fine. <laughs> Inoffensive white grape juice with a little bit of alcohol in it. But Which is tr- weird that they don't use that as a tag when they sell it. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, where's your inoffensive white grape juice with some alcohol in it? Oh, it's over there. Aisle two? Okay, thank you so much. It's next to the tequila rose. Oh, uh, great. Uh, um, the truth of the matter is Pinot Grigio is a mutation of one of the greatest grapes on earth that we covered a little while back, Pinot Noir. Because um, even people who don't understand wine, it's basically got the same half of the first name. Yeah, it's kind of the same first bit there that it's telling you who it is right Pinot Gris Pinot Blanc Pinot Meunier like that Pinot Noir is a very volatile grape and in some cases it'll actually mutate back to Pinot Noir it it is fucking volatile just (laughs) constantly like trying to get in a fight just get stay in line Pinot come Uh, on so the Pinot Grigio is the mutation that kind of turns the grapes from that dark purple color that we talked about with the black pine cones Mm -hmm. uh into this beautiful kind of pinkish gray color. And Grigio, of course, means gray. Gris means gray. Get Pinot it. Gris, Pinot Grigio, same grape people. They're the same Same. Grape. Listen, it was born in Burgundy. It emigrated to Switzerland <laughs> in the 1300s, back before we were building walls. Grapes could just emigrate <laughs> as just they saw, they as they, they, they gathered up all their belongings and off they went to Switzerland looking in for search of- life cuckoo clocks and chocolate and uh and they and there it was like the favorite of the emperor that was back when switzerland had an emperor i believe he was was called emperor switzerland that sounds right i tried to google it and it just the information was i was too tired anyway (laughs) so but but switzerland had an emperor in the 1300s and that dude loved pinot grigio and then eventually as we all do it hopped the train to northern italy you get the pass you got you the Eurorail pass. Yeah, you get to take the train and it topped the train to northern Italy and, and that's where it really began to... That's where it blossomed into the powerhouse white grape that it is now. Right. And that's also where the Italians were like, hey, oh, thanks for coming. We're going to change your name. Yep. None of this Gris. We're putting an EO What's on this? You. We don't say Gris. That's like EO. somebody slapped me in the middle of my sentence. You know, <laughs> Pino Gris. And I got a slap. That's why I stopped talking. Your name is Pino Grigio. And that's because what, that's what of the, that beautiful, warm and sunny climate that they've got that mediterranean climate in italy it is a lovely place northern italy. It, it uh grew into this gorgeous plump juicy uh, very floral uh expression of white wine and i think the one we're about to drink uh, which is called zio baffa it's from sicily and sicily is just like the most mediterranean hot warm climate on volcanic soil on chalky soil i think this is going to be a delightful, delightful the other end it's also the other end of the Italy because Northern it is Italy also the can other still end be of the Italy. cold. But. So it jumped back on the Euro rail to go visit its <laughs> to go visit its uncle. Siobafa. Uh get a little maybe homemade mozzarella. 
Mm. And uh, anyway, so yeah, so we're that's what uh, Wine Art um, gave us had had a selection of the new the 2020 uh, the brand, brand new, new. Zio Bafa. Um, and it is, uh, and we will talk more about this at a later time, but it's made with organic grapes, which is very cool. Um, it's yeah, got this the organic cool... movement in, in Italy is huge right now. And the fact that these guys are able to really jump on board and market it, it's great. It's awesome. I mean, there's a shit ton of rules so around many. what you can call organic, what you can call sustainable, what you can call Zio. No, uh, this one also <laughs> has a, this fun cork. It's got the um, double helix cork in it that makes it a reusable cork. It's a, it's a screw cork you can put back in. Uh, oh, I'm I putting really, it back in right now. Look at that. I, oh my God, that's so cool. I can't contain my cork excitement. My that's cork great. excitement. Not since I found Linda's corkies in, on Etsy <laughs> have I been so excited about a cork. I got to be honest. She made an octo corky. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Linda. It may not be Linda. It may not be her name, but it was something like that. Maybe it's Lisa's corkies. I don't know. Google Corky's on Etsy's people. Anyway, so we've got this lovely uh, Sicilian Pinot Grigio. Uh, it's brand new baby. Grigio came, 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 up, uh, came about during the pandemic. Bless. <laughs> uh, Handpicked from sustainable farming practices. I mean, uh, nobody no else had work because Italy right. was shut down. What were they going to do? Go be in the yard. Pick the grapes. Pick the grapes. Let's, uh, let's give it a little sniff here, huh? Let's do. Oh, wow. It's nice. It almost smells a little very sweet to me. Yeah, it's got a lot of like um like ripe peaches, yeah. ripe apricots. That's really little, and then you I give it a little, little swirl. I got a little excited about that. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. Almost hears. um, what's that? What am I getting? It's a flower, like a like a white like a chrysanthemum or something like a like a, a really pretty little white flower. Oh yeah, I have a I have one of those growing i'm pointing to it no one can see me pointing because it's a podcast but I, I have one and i don't know what it's called it was like my neighbor's mother's and she was going to greece for the summer and she they were like can you watch this plant and i was it's like a little tiny magnolia oh it's cute. a baby magnolia but it's not a magnolia but it oh, looks like a little it. and it's, it smell like this wine yes and it okay. has a very when and they bloom like one at a time oh and when one blooms my whole the whole room smells different and then it dies like 20 minutes later it's all oh. very, it's all very tragic and well, Greek. And then, then a Greek chorus comes out and does a little play about it. There's it's a deus ex machina. Yeah, it's really, it's very, <laughs> Sean, you got to get yourself one of these plants. It's very <laughs> exciting. Anyway, but yes, it does. So it does. It's got a very, it's got a sweet, but then a floral note. And then there's, there's a, I'm going to guess that this is an intentional winemaking uh, aroma that I'm getting here. So there's probably a little bit of carbonic maceration that went into this, which mm -hmm. is why a 2020. Uh, white wine that we're seeing right now would be it smells like bananas like banana right, candy I, I don't get the bananas but i agree with you <laughs> like but, i mean like, but that, that kind of candy fruity candy smell yes 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 like when you open a box of smarties yes perfect right that's, that that's that like smell. super like faux sugar smell that's yeah they, delicious we, we also got on episode one yes remembering the Beaujolais Nouveau and that's why I'm tying it back to the carbonic maceration and winemaking style because that that would really bring out those fruity bubblegummy candy flavors and I that's what I'm smelling but let's give it a little taste Ooh, ooh, Sean it almost has like a little bubble going on it does it's a little petulant there's a little like a very of, weak like don't get me food. wrong people this isn't like a sec we don't or like a club soda we're not we're not a, you don't have to get out your uh your soda stream 
No, for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna You're out of gas anyway with yours, Sean. But like you don't need a soda stream. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a little baby bubble going on here. I'm gonna guess that there's a little bit of residual sugar in this. Um and so when they bottle it, that residual sugar uh continues fermentation and then you're seeing a, a little bit of fizz in there, but it's just slight. It's just enough to like yeah. lift it up. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good because it is an acid punch. Yeah. It is acidic, it's citrusy, Meyer lemon, grapefruit. I'm going to say this right now. I could drink this. If I didn't have to stop to talk to you people, and I mean <laughs> this in the most loving way, this whole bottle will be gone in about 20 minutes. Yeah, this is a delight. This is an easy peasy <laughs> lemon squeezy, Meyer lemon squeezy. Meyer lemon get, squeezy. Get in my belly. And at 12% alcohol, it's it's not a heavy hitter, but it's not, you know, a, a Riesling coming in at 9%. This is, this wine will, a bottle will do the trick. It leaves a little coating. It's got a little coating I think, on the old tongue Yeah, it, it has kind of that fatty, oily. Yeah, that you get from but no, I don't get any flavor oily. Oh yeah, none, there's no petrol-y kind of flavors in it. No, it just, there's like a little baby coating that's happening. I'm going to, if it, without like diving into the winemaking and knowing much about uh, the boys at Ziobafa, other than <laughs> their Instagram, which has them all shirtless and dreadlocked picking the grapes. Listen, Z- when Ziobafa is not picking the grapes and making the wine, he's surfing. He's surfing. Yeah. Their, their yeah. ethos is based on this idea of hot summer days, picking grapes, surfing, enjoying the weather, enjoying the beach. And they're Sicily. They're right there, you know? They're right there. They're, they're, like, they're practically soup surfing around Vesuvius. You know what I'm saying? They're like, look at this. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's an interesting point because the, the volcanic soil is what's going to lead to that little bit of minerality that you're getting in your mouth there, a little bit of kind of chalky taste. Yeah. Um, that helps break up that acid, that Meyer lemon and grapefruit. I'm going to have some more because this is tasty. It is very nice. This was, I can see why the good folks over at Wine Art were like, you guys are going to want to try this. And it is because um, coming from a more of a, a bartender perspective, people who order Pinot Grigio just want an easy drinking white. They don't want any whatever. And as we've covered, the grape itself is the mutant of the Pinot Noir. It's the middle of the mutant lane, <laughs> right? It doesn't, yeah. it's not like super mutant, like Dumbledore. And it's not like <laughs> shitty mutant, <laughs> like from a TV show. Eating, I don't care. I don't care to watch any of them. Listen, <laughs> I think we should all be impressed that I said Dumbledore and not Gandalf. So everybody right now. <laughs> That's true. Ethan, that was for you mainly, but no, everybody should just calm down because I didn't bring up Lord of the Rings and now you've made me. So the mutant, this is the Pinot Gris Joe. Uh, is your middle, thank you, is the middle mutant, right? Pinot Blanc has the least amount of color. So like, and there was an acid word, but I assume you know it. And I I wrote it down, but I didn't practice saying it. (laughs) Okay. Anthocyanin, Sean. Anthocyanin is what gives the wine pigment. Right. And so the Noir has the most. Yep. The Blanc got the least. And the Grigio has that middle gray color. Right. So it's mostly, it's mostly like the blue one that can like change into stuff and now hosts. Wait, are we on Power Rangers now? Skin Wars with RuPaul. <laughs> What's her name? No, no, I, I went, I flew back to X-Men for a minute. She's blue. She can change uh, Mystique. her. Mystique, that's Mystique. the one. Yes. Um, I, Pinot Grigio can be very blendy with yeah, whatever you're having in, in like, the realm of whites. Like we said with Chardonnay, like it, 
the winemaker has the ability to really shape the grape and show you what they want as their expression. With this, we're really tasting Sicily. We're tasting yes. warm summer days. We're tasting citrus groves and the ocean. And, and it's a really great expression. But with, and whether, I don't know geographically if it's really from Vesuvius, but with that like limestone white. Mm -hmm. With that chalky limestone sand. Lava stone. Um, <laughs> chalk. <laughs> Whatever lava makes, kids. Uh, penis drawings. I think it's all in there. <laughs> It's a lot of phallic drawings. There are, in the, uh, yeah, there's definitely volcanic dicks in here. In it, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's not what wine art was contemplating when they oh, told sure us to try not. it. Uh, but won't they be surprised? <laughs> when Hopefully. people are like, hey, we were listening to Bottled Up and they recommended, I can't remember the name of the wine, but it tastes like volcanic dick. That's the last <laughs> oh, time Lord. they sponsor us. So don't anybody say that. Yeah, don't anybody say that. Um, few quick words about the wine itself. It is, like we said, sustainably produced. It is vegan and everybody goes, what, vegan wine? What does that mean? That just means that when they're filtering, when they're finding their wine, they're not using an animal product to do that. Some wines do, very few, but they are proud of the fact that they don't, so they label it vegan. Um, Plus it's and, cool to label stuff vegan. I got a water bottle the other day, it was labeled <laughs> vegan. Knock it the fuck off, Poland Spring. The, um, the bottle <laughs> itself is made of recycled glass. It's meant to be reused with this twist on, twist off, double helix, super cool, reusable cork. Uh, the label is printed on recycled paper. The ink is naturally sourced ink. It's not chemical in any way. From a local Staples. From a local Staples in Sicily. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's interesting. They're really going out of their way. And usually that means, it's hand-picked grapes. And that specifically usually means a much higher price. This is $15.99. Not yet. Yeah, you're not paying for that extra. Cheap. But for the quality of the wine we're drinking, I'm saying this is easily a $25 wine. This it's is delicious. really nice. It's got yeah, I nice mean, when you talk about the quality. environmental impact of wine production, um, you know, only about a third of it is actually attributed in the research study I found to the vineyard and the winery activities. The rest of it is attributed to packaging and distribution and storage. Yeah. And so the fact that they've taken all these steps, um, as silly as it sounds to do, sustainable ink on your sustainable label yeah. with your sustainable super cool fucking cork um super cool. i do love this cork a lot a little more than i should maybe and that might be more of a statement on my state of mind sean um uh, yeah, ah, it. It's been a year. <laughs> um but the uh you know what i mean like this the fact that the folks over at Ziobafa are taking all those steps especially with a wine as easy as sunday morning as a pinot grigio because people are looking to spend nine bucks to suck this back when it's hot. Yeah. You know? And so I would happily, you know, drop the 15 on this. Yeah. No, this is super nice. And it is easy to drink on its own, but I think it would also be really good with a light meal. Oh yeah, totally. A crazy salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light seafood, like, uh, like a little fish with some lemon on it, some capers. Mm, yeah. I think that would pair really, really nicely. I wouldn't do any heavy cream dishes or anything like that. Ooh. But um, I think this would complement some lighter fare really, really nicely. Or even a nice, like, you know, you put together a little easy cheese and crackers because you're yeah. sitting outside. You got some nuts. You're almonds. not making a whole. Oh, yeah. Almonds. You're, you're so not good. making a whole shark cutery, but you are, in fact. Shark coochie. Yeah, your your coochie, your shark coochie is <laughs> left inside for another day. Um, I do also think, um, and again, 
this bottle is going to be gone very quickly and mm -hmm. it's not really even midday when we're recording kids uh but the um Ooh, can you imagine this with just like i'm not even gonna go full sangria on this i'm just gonna go like peaches and maybe like some orange slices like a still bellini like a yeah like a very like little mush my peach just a smidge nice ripe one throw it yeah. in in I, a pitcher i, I think that would be a delightful summer punch. kill this by myself yeah. sitting on my stoop while my dog chews grass just a glass of this Pinot Grigio with a plate of dried apricots. I mean, that, uh, I don't I mean, I'd probably who sits be... around and fucking eats dried apricots. I, I mean, yourself. don't like, look at me insane. like that because I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need the that's... fiber, okay? I do enjoy uh, a good dried fruit very rarely. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> that that's um, a thing. I made uh, little mini apple pies. They didn't come out very well, but whatever, they were fine. Um, and, uh, I had some leftover apple and, and not as much rust. Uh, so I just did, I had some raisins. That was the last time I found some, some dried fruits in my cupboard. <laughs> I, I threw some raisins with the apple slices and mm. some brown sugar. Yeah. And I just, I, I warmed them up. That's delightful. What a nice I, put, I put them in the oven. It was almost like treat. a little, like, yeah, a little like, nah, this could be an applesauce if I kept going, but it's not going to be. <laughs> Much. so we were part of a, a csa back in the fall and so mm -hmm. and so uh we got approximately Sean, what's a csa for kids that don't know oh for those who don't know csa stands for community supported agriculture very exciting so you basically you buy a share of a farm and once a week you get a delivery of whatever's growing that week that's so, so great uh, it helps i know. feel that way but it's just with my greek neighbor <laughs> You own a share of your Greek name. I, like every in the summer, like well, every couple of days, she comes out with like like a shirt filled with like cucumbers and like a half-assed <laughs> tomato and eggplants that she has no idea when to pick. Bless her cotton socks. And uh, she's just like, "Look, it's purple, Jenny. Eat it." And I'm like, "It's not ready." And uh, yeah, so she'll and then she just hands them all to me when I'm trying to walk the dog. Yeah, that's 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 a UCSA an Uber <laughs> communities. Yes, yes, it's a very niche CSA. <laughs> Uh, ours is from the Hellgate Farm, which is just a little outside the city. Um, great stuff. And we had a lot of Swiss chard, but we also had about 97 million pounds of apples. That's a lot of apples, Sean. <laughs> and I have, I'm looking at my pantry shelf now, I think six giant jars of applesauce because I'm like, what the hell am I doing with what all What are you apples? doing with these apples? I yeah, made like it four is. Four galettes and listen i love apples who doesn't i felt very bad about I, I always feel bad about the apple skins i get very like like when you're making a thing mm -hmm. and you don't need the skins and i get very like weirdly like people love you too apple skins Aww. like i get very like weirdo <laughs> and then i force myself to eat most of those apple skins which well, then wow that's always a good choice <laughs> friends a lot uh, of fiber there a lot of fiber there i tried to give some to the to the bird this last time and she reacted in the same way she reacts to all things which is i hate you bitch and uh so that didn't work out but um yeah it's a and i yeah it's one of the peeling apples is such a like thing that sometimes i'll just buy a whole bunch and then just put them in a crock pot and so that yeah. my house smells good and then you've got apple mush to eat right and then i might freeze it and then it'll be there for three months with a lean cuisine meal until i throw it all away because yeah. that's people yeah. things go into my freezer to die friends they don't go in there for storage that's that is the story of every new york freezer it is
Except the, ice cubes. Yeah, and those are for cocktails. And right, exactly. <laughs> not for putting in Pinot Grigio. No, uh, no. This no. would, I would be very mad. This would, it would so dilute. But it is a thing that people often order. Can I get yep. a glass of ice? With my white wine, and it I makes just, such a good noise. It's good noise. Cool. You guys, we kind of you guys have to all go buy a bottle of this, and then just tell us how much you love the cork. So yeah, everybody, so all of our Astoria and Long Island City yeah. listeners, go to Wine Art. Tell them that you're a millennium and that you love Zio bottled Bafa. up podcast and Zio Bafa, and then tell us how much you love this cork, so we don't feel like such giant <laughs> nerds. Because I really love this cork. Um, yeah. But there is, um, Sean, just to go back to the whole Pinot Grigio thing. Yeah, back um, to the topic of the podcast. Weird. We don't <laughs> like to stay there, friends. We're, we're, you, you know this. This is an episode The one. wandering road is much more interesting. Absolutely. Every day is a, a winding road. Every day is a winding <laughs> road. <laughs> oh, no. Why did you put that in my head? <laughs> just Anyway, mean. back to three. Um, is that... Although the Grigio, I, wa- I just want, I wanted us to touch on this more for people that are not as wine in the know. Although the Grigio, the Gris, it's the same freaking grape. Where it's Pinot Gris is a general Frenchy, yeah, more Frenchy thing. So, and the Grigio, of course, is the Itals. Um, I can say it like that because I am one. Um, but the you love the terroir word and i like to say it fancy um terroir but because pinot grigio the grape itself is a sensitive grape Mm -hmm. that where it's grown makes more of a difference than whether it ends with an s or a gio um and that also is always going to affect the cost like you're never going to walk in a wine store and get a bottle of pinot gris for nine dollars that you want to sit in your kiddie pool in your yard and drink right That's true. Like, you're it's going to be more expensive french wines in in the lower in this country right sure right because the cheaper wines from france generally aren't exported you go to france you can get a three dollar bottle of pinot gris and sit in your kiddie pool and eat snails and everyone in France will look at you like you're a dumb American. Like, <laughs> I just want to that, throw that out I mean, there. yes, that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that happens now. just being there. You got to just embrace that when you go, but whatever. But uh, Italian wines on the general are cheaper in America just because export. And it's like um, with Spanish wines, Spanish wines, uh, Spanish cava, which is the Spanish form of champagne, equally as good. And there are contenders to challenge the most high-end bottle of French champagne at a third of the price because so, it just, that's, an, that's a different market. Right. Exactly. So the market plays a role. And also, you know, the French are using old Oak, which always <laughs> costs more. And I'm sure like, you know, there's other things that play into it that I, you know, there's French tariffs. There's tariffs and also land in France is more expensive. Like the cost of making wine is more expensive. Just. Whereas in Sicily, if you know the right people, you can get a fucking plot of land for like three dollars. Just don't dig over there. You know what uh-uh. I'm saying? Don't dig over don't there. Dig over there under that tree. Mm-mm. Let it be. I realize that ask. this comparison is going to offend every Italian, but do you remember when the Olive Garden <laughs> um, changed their slogan? Like it used We're to be. Here. Yeah, well, that's it now. Yeah. But it used to be Olive Garden, when you're here, you're family. And that sounds friendly, right? Like, when you're here, you're family. But now this, like, we're all family here 
Sounds a little more like you're going to get endless salad and cement shoes. No, it's a little more, it's a little more gangster Italian. It's Leave a the it's, gun, take the breadsticks. Right, exactly. It's, it, it feels a little more Sopranos and a little less, a little less everybody loves Raymond. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's moved. I think um, before we delve into the knife fight that happened <laughs> on the third floor of the Olive Garden in Times Square, we should take a little break. Yeah, good call. Knife fight always requires a break. Pour another glass, kids. We'll be right when back. When we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more about Pinot Grigio. <laughs> back in a sec. Oh my gosh, we're back. And we're solidly halfway through this delicious bottle <laughs> of uh, Zio Bafa Pinot Grigio. Um, you guys, we're going to make a little, I'm going to make a little fun of because I'm an asshole. Um, it literally says on the label, I mean, I went to the website too, Sean, of course, and it's got great pictures and great facts about sustainability. Uh, but it does say inspired by our outdoor adventures. It does. Um, yes. Which reminds me, somehow I, I get the catalog for REI, which is <laughs> yes. just- um, Are you a co-op member? No, but when was the last time I was rock climbing? Like, come on, I, I'm not your target audience is what I'm saying. So inspired by our outdoor adventures feels a bit ambitious for me, kids. Uh, as well as the surfing picture. These aren't things. I've been to surfing towns in Portugal, in Cornwall, in Northern America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never, I'm not, you're not, I'm not putting on a wetsuit. Fuck you. I did just, I did to swim with dolphins in the Bahamas because they didn't give me a choice. But outside of that, not doing it. Well, um, I think your outdoor adventure could be walking around with a straw in this bottle outdoors that is the adventure i want to have outdoors i'm the american sitting in a kiddie pool in france <laughs> uh, drinking italian wine <laughs> drinking italian wine and eating a croissant <laughs> we should also point out on this uh on this label is their pinterest instagram facebook and twitter tag thank I, god i can say like we can solidly identify the market that this wine is is catering to um, I've never, in fact, seen social media tags on a wine label before. And certainly not. There's social media. Listen, we are on social media. Everyone follows us on Instagram, Facebook, not the twits. Uh, but, you know, soon the YouTube, soon the, yep. I mean, we're everywhere, goddammit. But my, we don't have Pinterest boards, kids. And um, I feel like Pinterest on a wine label makes me it makes the comedian and me want to write some jokes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Pinterest occasionally sends emails. I do have a Pinterest account. Well, yeah, we, we uh, created a board together when you were planning our engagement party. Yes. So see, you're aware. And occasionally Pinterest will send emails that are like, hey, we saw seven years ago you liked <laughs> Icelandic vodkas. So does Jimmy Buffett over here on Pinterest board A. He also has boards about knives and and dead people. Wait, what? Like it's <laughs> Pinterest does not have its game up, but sometimes thinks it's eHarmony. Sometimes thinks it's uh, um. Ooh, Pinterest uh, Harmony. I oh, I would be terrified. I, I legitimately got a match from Pinterest once. Really? I got I got an email from Pinterest that was like based on your Pinterest boards, which I think at the time was. You guys's, you guys's, guys's. I'm Italian. You guys's is wedding board. My friend Jen, who got married in New Orleans, and I did a lot of the planning for that, her board. And then, like, stuff I like to eat. I had a board of like snacks because you've met me. And then I had a, bo- a, a, a board about dogs. Okay. 
again, super Food. on brand Travel, for me. snacks, dogs, got it. Right. Yeah. And they matched me. They were like, because oh, of your right. board activity, we think you'll like this person. I have the screen grab of this somewhere. I didn't, I don't remember his name, but literally the board they advertised he had was knives. Oh. Knives. Oh. I'm not okay. going to lie. I, I realized that I did join eHarmony once. I took the 40,000 questions. I was molested by that grandpa guy in the commercials. I did all the things you're supposed to do to be in eHarmony based on their ads. And the only match they provided me with lived across the country in California. And so maybe it's me. Nice. Maybe I'm the unmatchable. But I, based on everything that I had on Pinterest at the time, I'm not sure that a knife-wielding knife collector <laughs> was my batch a knife wielding knife collector of knives that are knifey right exactly <laughs> it's very edgy content pinterest ah edgy i get it see what i did there i don't want to split hairs <laughs> with a knife okay uh, i'm done i'm half now a this bottle. is a knife <laughs> this is a knife right here um that was terrible australian on my part yours was good and then i took it too far um <laughs> that's okay thanks um Anyway, so Pinterest on a wine bottle, I don't need. Uh, I'm going to check it out, though. I'm going to go see. I'm gonna, I'll go to their Instagram. I like wine content on Instagram. I love, I love wine content on Instagram, yeah. Pictures of vineyards make me very peaceful. They're such I, idyllic places, and I, they remind I mean, me of this. Actual vineyards are also very peaceful, but since we can't <laughs> pictures, go anywhere, right? Uh, pictures of vineyards are beautiful just. Beautiful wine is made in beautiful places. Yeah. It just, That's, there's all, they always get the good sun thing happening in the pictures. You don't ever see, no one's taking a picture of a vineyard, like on a shitty rainy day when it's all mud and the grapes are disgusting. Like no one's yeah. taking that picture, but the sunshiny beauty. Those leaves. Of mother nature colors. making us some glorious Pinot Grigio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mother nature. You run along now, kids. That's Thanks mother, mother nature and, and Zio Buffa, who's like, hey. Can you fucking pick the grapes? I got to go surfing. Yeah, the kitchen. You're bugging uh, your mom. <laughs> let's go. Zio's, Zio's got his board. <laughs> oh, it's a long board. It's a long. No, it isn't. That's the <laughs> great myth of Italians. Um, did, is this why my Pinterest match with a knife guy? Okay, it, it doesn't it matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's a fun. But let's let's just basics Pinot Grigio as, basics and pretend that nobody's ever drank it. Put it in the fridge, assholes. Yep. Serve this chilled. This is not a wine to have warm or room temperature. This is a chilled white wine. Otherwise, it's in kind fact, of flabby and gross. I wish that it was in ice right now. Yeah. I mean, we've only been talking for 40 minutes. Long, something like that. And it's, I, I, I already wish it was sitting in the fridge this whole yeah, time. Yeah, back staying cold. Uh, you want a either universal style wine glass or a white wine glass. You don't want a big bowl. You don't want a Bordeaux. You don't Come want on. a jelly jar. You want something that's going to, kind of trap those acids and aromas and esters into the glass so that you can smell it and experience it the whole time. And it doesn't just evaporate off and yeah. please make it stemmed because you don't want your hands to warm up this glass. This that Listen, I am a firm believer in you drink wine out of whatever you want. And I drink 90% of my beverages out of ball jars because sure. I just love a good ball jar. I like a That's wide mouth, Sean. <laughs> Let it be known. My new, this is my new thing. I swear to God, I'm going to share this with the people. If you guys want to just feel, make yourself feel a little special with yourselves, this little, maybe, maybe we should have like a Jen's tip corner that has nothing to do okay. with wine 
but it's just a thought that crossed her brain. Um, I've been making myself sweet little ball jars of of water, but with fun, like with fun, lemon like, slices and watermelon? cucumber slices. Oh, that's so, like great. before I go to bed, I'm like, I make a little fun selection of waters. That's great. Because I decided I don't drink nearly enough water and I drink. Uh, I mean, we drink way too much wine. So. <laughs> Um, but no, that's that's good. That's a good self care tip. Little it's orange slice. You feel better. Little cuke. Oh, sounds delightful. The other day I had some strawberries, so I made a ball jar with some mint tea and some strawberry slices. Oh, Sean. oh wow! Yeah, this little overnight special. It was the pinkish. And wearing Michelin star water chest. Right. Here, right. Yeah. Hey. I think uh, I think maybe up on our YouTube channel we should get some some Jen's corner tips going. <laughs> some videos of how does she do that (laughs) (laughs) i think we should like the recent article going around about buttered ritz crackers or buttered saltines which apparently uh the youth the youth of america have have finally discovered that this is a tasty treat oh so the youth of america have just discovered the great depression right good work kids well done and so there was an actual like article like i googled to make sure it wasn't deep satire that somehow i missed it but it was like an actual article with like a recipe, like they write recipes for everything today with like a four page right. story about grandpa and your dead uncle and like how your mom has leukemia. And then this is how you made this crisp. But like, and then the recipe was like softened butter. Crackers. Use I'm, a knife. <laughs> I was I'm, like, who is this for? Years ago, I bought a cookbook for my uh, for my stepmom and dad at like a charity book fair thing in Chesapeake, Virginia, that was benefiting the troops or something. I don't know. I was eleven. Yeah. But... Okay. So, so some years ago. <laughs> <clears throat> what are you talking about? I am just of legal. When you said age. years ago, I assumed literally like 2015. No, no. I think okay. I, it's uh, so. This I think I would have been 14 at the time. So quite a few years ago. But um. <laughs> flipping through and it's you know it's the recipes from all these military wives these are the things i make when my man comes home from war nice. these are the things that bring the community together blah 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 okay and then one of them <laughs> was oh, actually dear. cake mix fair follow the instructions on the box <laughs> that was printed in a Amazing. bound cookbook i was gonna say i have one from my kindergarten i think it was kindergarten class might have been first grade i'll find it because i don't throw anything away um that was like, we were all supposed to bring in our favorite recipes as kids. And you could tell whose parents were like more into helping because it was like actual <laughs> recipes. And then other ones were just like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, whatever, write it down. Who cares? <laughs> like it was, sure. But it, this was like printed and then had like a, we colored our own covers kind of situation. This wasn't like a book, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? I love old cookbooks. Oh yeah. Um, particularly ones that use like Jello. Definitely. Because definitely. there was definitely a period, and I think it's called the 60s, where they would put anything in fucking jello. Anything. Hot dogs. And they still do it in England. Hot dogs with olives and lime slices in a jello. We'll call it an aspic. <laughs> Happy dinner. We'll serve. Sean, what wine? Let's bring it back, shall we? If I okay. was serving later a, uh, a hot dog, olive, lime jello, because the color would make it the most vomitous. Okay. Um, situation maybe in some of the maybe like i broke it up so the rings look nice okay and like the bottom ring had jello with whipped cream so it made it a little cloudy Ooh. right okay, okay. now we're getting a little harder here yep yep uh, listen i'm not looking to make it easy you're the expert on this podcast <laughs> i'm the idiot and then like the other 
two thirds of the Jello just like floating wiener bits and like uh, and, and olives. pimento olives, like pimento, so like green yeah, yeah. olives with pimento. Yeah, the green with the red. Yeah. So like it looks nice, you know. All right. Have you put a little bit of the brine into the gelatin? No. 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 Okay. This is straight up Jello flavor. Uh, but then you get that nice salty bite of hot dog. <laughs> Cold hot dog. And then the smoothness of the whipped cream jello. <laughs> so I would uh, I would pair that, I think, with <laughs> Jen has lost it, ladies and gentlemen. She's rolling on the floor. Is, this is a great, this is a good game. And we're gonna, kids, I promise we're gonna have a whole episode where I just find hideous things and I make Sean pair them. That's not gonna oh be our God. it's gonna be a bonus episode. Get excited. Not this um, week, but another week. I would I would put that with a very strong red wine, like okay. uh, a, a Rioja Crianza or just a generic Rioja, like a hundred percent Tempranillo, bright acid, bit of oak on there, uh, to cover all those fucking flavors. <laughs> I was gonna say I would pair that with a guy who collects knives on Pinterest so that he could stab me when we were done. That's what I would pair it with. That's a good pairing. <laughs> That's so gross. Anyway, I love old cookbooks. So if people want to send us old cookbooks, we'll make stuff. Yeah, we got we'll nothing make, else to do. We'll, send we'll us make a you. Cap. We'll we'll make you a weird hot dog Jello and tell you what you should drink with it. Um, but for now, for the our, for our white wine lovers, and it is getting you know it's getting brighter in the morning. Yeah. Uh, although it's a cold, blustery day, it's also getting a little warmer. We're a, a, a couple weeks out from the the daylight savings. We're almost ready to spring ahead. Yeah, the worst day of the year. some of us are recovered from the pandemic some of us are not even a little bit so you know but we're there it's getting brighter in the morning there's hope and i feel pinot grigio Mm. of big fruity okay there's not a lot of hope i'm trying to do not trust a hope it has forsaken this land yes and we all know that march will break all of our hearts as it always does but if we need to counter that grab yourself a plump juicy Pinot Grigio, sit back, put on some vineyard footage on your telly. Because this is nice. This is a nice, this makes you feel a little, a little like summer. Like it's not so bad, you know? I'm actually looking forward to continuing to buy this and drinking it over the summer. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good one, kids. And Pinot Grigios, tell us what your favorite Pinot Grigio is. Because there's, I mean, obviously Italy's got the Grigios. France got the Gris if you want to spend a little more money. Uh, but there's some great Grigios out of Northern California and it's Oregon, especially just, right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always just your, your yellow tails no. branch out kids, branch out, reach out. And if you have something that you really like, and you think we should try, tell oh, us about tell it. Us. So I'll go find it. I'll go down to wine art, uh, which by the way, they're having a tasting on Thursday of air vodka. Uh, I think it starts at five o'clock, go on down, taste some vodka and pick up your Zio Baffa. But uh, yeah, I'll go find that wine. I mean, and I'll taste that it. sounds like a six foot, away date it does doesn't it? let's go to a free tasting and stand six feet away from each other let's mask up and sip carefully out of straws and then grab ourselves some wine some vodka get it all get it get it all they have a, a beautiful selection of stuff um and don't forget yeah. to tell us how much you love the corks yes oh and if you do anything fun with these corks which you shouldn't because they're reusable um it actually says twisted taste on the top. Jen's holding it up to the camera. I am. Right 
it's very it's very fun and it's very exciting and i'm gonna say i'm not I, while i love to do crafts with corks i feel like this one i just want to cork recork all my bottles with yeah well i think it has to have that little because if you look inside the bottle there's a yeah there's a cut in the glass there that matches with the thing anyway um all right you can't recork all your bottles but you can recork this one although you're not going to need to because you're just going to want to drink it all even if it's only two o'clock on a tuesday <laughs> Uh, when we're recording. So head on down to Wine Art any day. Thank you for sponsoring us folks at Wine Art, but definitely Thursday for tastings and stuff. And, uh, you know, for our for our white lovers, and we mean the wine, um, tell us Not your favorite cocaine. Pinot. Tell us your favorite Pinot Gris. We want to hear all about yeah, it. want to hear all about it. And uh, hopefully before the next episode of Bottled Up. And until then, everybody drink up. Yeah. Cheers, kids and cheers. knife lover. If you're still out there, I'm still single. Mm. Delightful. Have a good week, everybody. Hey, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Bottled Up. We hope you learned something about Pinot Grigio and Zio Baffa. Check out our website, bottledupodcast.blog, for some links and more information on this important grape. Again, that's bottleduppodcast.blog. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for this week's episode, Wine Art. Wine Art is a fantastic boutique wine store here in Astoria, New York. Stop in for a visit to shop from their carefully curated selection and to view with the work of local artists on display there. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to your favorite podcast listening platform and like, rate, and subscribe. Those likes and subscribes are crucial to moving Bottled Up up the charts and getting us new listeners. And as of today, our YouTube channel is live. There you can find audio recordings of current and back episodes and eventually fun videos of Jen and I's shenanigans in wine stores, on the road, and generally just drinking. You can find the link in the show notes. As always, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, or are simply interested in sponsoring an episode... <coughs> or just want to chat, you can find us on social media on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast, all one word, or on Instagram at Bottled underscore up underscore podcast. We love to hear from you, so please don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, stay safe, stay warm, and drink up.